Hallelujah. So we just thank God again for the opportunity. Uh, today, there is a word from the Lord, and he wants to speak to us. Our text will come from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is a word from the Lord because I actually had another message that I wanted to preach. But glory be to God that he seemed fit to uh, do and have his way. Have his way. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And as you turn your Bibles there, I will give a, I'll give a title to this message. It's what kind of believer are you? What kind of believer are you? I want everybody just to relax because we are here and we're here to let God speak to our hearts. But uh, there is a serious message. There's a serious word that God has for us. And the title of the message again, what kind of believer are you? It comes with a question. And that question is, are you a believer that has a plan and want God to bless it? Are you a believer that has a plan and want God to bless it? Or are you a believer that knows and understands that God has a plan for you to walk in that's already blessed? Let me say it again. Or, or are you a believer that knows that God has a plan that's already blessed? And it's a... a I know some of you may be looking at and thinking right now, well, what are you talking about? I mean, didn't you just basically say the same thing? Because, yeah, you know, we have been led to believe through a lot of the teaching that we've been taught. I know I can speak for myself, having grown up in the church, that, uh, hey, I'm a believer, you know, and... and, and there are some things that oh, I want to serve God. I want to serve God. So, I've, you know, and, and my heart is good. So I've thought of some good stuff. You know, I want to feed the poor. I, 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 matter of fact, I want to, you know, my ultimate goal is to have a, a, a food bank. And, and right next door to the food bank is a, a, a shelter that's going to house the homeless even. You know, in there. You know, so the things that I want to do, yeah, I got a plan, and, and, it's, and it's a good one. That sounds pretty admirable and good, wouldn't you say? Yes. You know, and yes, I ask God to bless that because that's what my plan is. You know, so we kind of been led to believe through our teaching that it is it's all right for us to come up with a plan. Well, God wants to speak to our hearts today to let us know that there is a thin line, but yet there is a direction that comes from Him. You know, that, that God, in other words, let me say it like this. Are, are you a believer that denies himself or a believer that lives for himself? We're going to really get to the nitty gritty about it. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him do what? Let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. You know, in there. So, uh, matter of fact, there's another way that we can even say this. Uh, I'll say it like this. Or are you a believer that uh, are here to fulfill your own purpose and want God to bless it? I'm going to say this in a couple of different ways because it is a thin line. Or are you one here that, that are here that knows or that are here to fulfill God's purpose? That's already blessed. So let's say that again. Are you a believer that is here to fulfill your own purpose? And, and, and because your purpose, that, that homeless shelter, that, that food bank is, is an admirable thing to do, we want God to bless that. Or are, do you really understand or are you uh, here to fulfill the purpose of God that's already blessed? See, the thin line is, is that for many of us in our hearts, we may want to do some good stuff. You know, I'm not, we, we, you know I'm, of those of us that's gathered here, I can comfortably say that, you know, if, if it was anything that you wanted to do, it would be good. You know, see, because God ain't sent no bad-hearted people here today. Not today. Not today, anyway. You see, 
But here's the difference, guys. And this is the difference that God wants to look for us to look at and be able to see for ourselves today. And that's the reason why the question is, what kind of believer are you? Is the difference that he wants to see, you to see today is that are you living by your plan? Or are you living by the plan that I have for your life? Are you living by the plan that God has for your life? See, for me to live by my plan, then, you know, uh, I can come up with a lot of different ideas and, and, you know, and that don't take a whole lot of work because I already know some things in my mind that I would like to do. But to live by God's plan is a different story. It takes work. Yes. And see, that's where the rubber beat the road and that's the, where God is actually taking us. And the question that he has for you today is what kind of believer are you is because the believer that you are if you are a believer that's living for yourself, it's one thing. But if you are a believer that is living for the purpose and the plan of God, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some submitting to God. It's going to take some uh, listening to the voice of God. Oh, no, let me get ahead of myself. So uh, let me just stop right there and, and we'll back up. The, uh, as you open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians. The fifth chapter again. And the verses that we're going to look at today is verse 15 and then 17 through the end of the chapter. Amen. Before we read the verse, I will uh, say this. Here, here's an indication as to uh, that you can evaluate yourself in terms of the type of believer that you are. Uh, think about this. In your communication or your prayer time with God, how much time do you spend telling God what you want or what you need from him? Or, or as opposed to how much time do you spend listening to God for what he wants and needs from you? You know, communication, I don't know if you guys know that prayer is communication with God, right? Would everybody agree with that, that prayer is communication with God? Okay, and, and, if, uh, and I think all of us would understand that if we're in a relationship with somebody and we're talking about communicating with that person, is communication one way? Come on. No, it's okay, we said, well, okay, let's back up now. Prayer is communication with God, right? Yes. Okay, so if communication with God being in this relationship, then doesn't communication require us to say some things and then to listen and hear some things? To hear some things. So if we communing with God, then we there is some times that we yeah we will be able to make our requests be made known unto Him. It's biblical. The Bible says that. But there are also some times that communing with God that requires us to listen. Yes. So one of the big indicators here today is as to what type of believer are you is here's an indication in your communication with God. In your communication with God. How much time do you spend listening to what he wants and what he needs from you as opposed to the time that you spend telling him what you want and what you need? There's four goals of the message. And by the way, this is a two-part message, so we, we won't get through all of it today, and that's okay. But we will finish it next week. But there is four goals to the message today that I want to mention to you as well. The first uh, goal of the message is that this message will challenge you to see things from God, God's perspective. For you to be the believer that God wants us to be, you the first thing... You're going to have to be able to see things from God's perspective. You know, the, the, in Isaiah chapter 55, in particular verse 8, you can write these scriptures down to verify. But God spoke the word, and he said, in his word, he says, my, uh, your ways is not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. My ways is not your ways, is, in other words, is what he's telling us. So in order for us to uh, really grab a hold of what God is trying to tell us right now is, is that we have to see things from God's perspective because his ways is not our ways, guys. You have to come to the conclusion and understanding that his ways is not our ways. That's right. 
We're talking about the great I am, the creator of all things. We're talking about the, uh, the, the God that we just sung the song to, that uh, I belong to you. Amen. You know, I belong to you. You know, my life is not my own. Yeah. To you I belong. These are the words that we sing and the words that we say. But then, are these the words that we live? Is the question. So in order for us to be able to live this, and God is trying to speak to each and every one of us. This is a serious message that he's trying to deliver to us today. If you will open your heart, the ears of your spirit, to hear what he's saying. We have to be able to see things and know from God's perspective. You have to be able to see it. So that's the first goal. The second goal is that, and if by seeing things from God's perspective, what it will cause, it will cause you to have a renewed mind. It will cause your mind to be renewed. Yeah. As Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, and, and, and it says, and do not be conformed to this world. This is a, a scripture that everybody even heard of and everybody know. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. Everybody familiar with that, right? But they don't stop there. Did you know that? Because the most important part, especially as it pertains to this message, is, the, is the, what he said after that. He says that. He says, renew your mind that, that. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect what? Perfect will of God. See, this is about the will of God. Yes. And see, if we can begin to see things from God's perspective, yes. that it's going to cause our minds to re re be renewed, then it's for the purpose of one thing and one thing only, that the will of God be done. Yes. Oh, we belong to you. Our life is not our own. So we said that your will be done in our life, right? Amen. Okay, so if it's God's will to be done in our life, then how is it that we can come up with a plan and ask God to bless it as opposed to be able to hear the voice of God and, and, and him directing us and being led by the spirit of God for what his plan is. Which one would be better? Which one would be easier? Which one is according to the word of God? Well, that's what we're going to get to today. The third goal of this message is by hearing uh, or by being able to see things from his perspective, which will cause our minds to be renewed. We can then hear the voice of God. We can then hear the voice of God. Because see, if we are to do the will of God, if it's really our goal in life, as a believer, let me stop right there just for a second. As believers, what is, are, is it your goal to do the will of God? Amen. Is it your goal to do the will of God? Yes. yes. Is it your goal to do the will of God, son? Yes. Okay. So if it's your goal to do the will of God, okay, I just want to make sure and, and make that clear because otherwise we, we're talking about something that don't matter. But if it's your goal as a believer to do the will of God, then by seeing things from his perspective, which is going to give us the opportunity to have a renewed mind, which then in that renewed mind is where we can begin to hear the voice of God. Jesus said himself, and what better example do we have? That Jesus, when he left from glory and, and took on flesh, that he said even himself in John chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, and also in John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said himself that it, even him in the flesh, that in order for him to do the will of God, that it took him hearing the voice of God. And if it took Jesus, I'm talking about Jesus, it was God. If it took him hearing the voice of God, yes. then what, how do you, we think that we could do it any different? Come on, come on. Yes, that's right. How do we think that we could do it any different? Jesus said, he says, my sheep uh, know my voice first and foremost. And then in verse 27, he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Yes. Jesus also said in his ministry that I only do what I hear the Father say do. He said it over and over and over again. Yes. So if it took G if Jesus understood that, you know, I got to in order for me to do the will of God, I got to hear the voice of God. Yes. This is the third goal of this message. The fourth goal of the message 
today is that by being able to hear that voice, that we will then begin to be able to be led by the Spirit of God. If we could hear the voice of God, then we could be led by His Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. These are the children of God. As many as is led by the Spirit of God. And over and over again, you can go to Galatians, you can go to Colossians, and over and over again, it talks about walking in the Spirit, that we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walking in the Spirit to not fulfill the lust of the flesh so we can do the will of God. So this is what this is all about. So here, again, the goal of this message is, first and foremost, that we can begin to see things from God's perspective. That we begin to see things from God's perspective. Amen. Amen. And then seeing things from God's perspective again. That we would then be able to have a renewed mind that God requires of us. To even be in relationship with him. Yes. And then with that renewed mind that we could hear the voice of God. And then be led by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Now having said all of that. Well, we could, that's the sermon right there. No, that ain't the sermon. That's just the goals of the sermon. Okay? Now we're going to get into what the, this sermon is all about. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is for us to be able to see things from God's perspective, my friends. Um, then we need to be able to know by his word what his purpose is. To us as New Testament believers, the purpose that God has left us here for is very important for us to be. And we have to know that without understanding your purpose. And when I say your purpose, believe it or not, your purpose ain't no different than my purpose. Our purpose as the, the body of Christ is the same. Don't run me out of here, guys. No, I say that because the thing about it is is that it's been so much that have been put on, you know, out there about, oh, you have a purpose in this and all of this different stuff that it made people. That's why I say it's led us to believe that somehow we got to look within ourselves to find, you know, and search within ourselves some, uh, you know, magnificent thing that God has hid in there. That we got to search out and figure out what it is and then here again, then come before him and ask him to bless it. Like he got, like his plan for your life is something different than mine. That is, that's not the, the case, guys. God's plan for each and every one of us as his children yes. was done over 2,000 years ago. The manifestation of it was the blood of Christ Jesus. Yeah. And, the re, and if he left you here once you came into that relationship with him, then his plan for you is what we're going to examine right here. <coughs> In 2 Corinthians chapter 5. First in verse 15. It says this. And he died for all. This is what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, the purpose of God for each and every one of us as believers has a lot to do with what happened, has all to do, excuse me, what, what happened over 2,000 years ago. And it says, and he died for all. Who was that? Jesus. That those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Amen. So, oh, this is talking about a, okay, let, wait a minute, we better read that again. Let me just make sure. He says he died for all. Okay, I get that. That those who should live, that those who live, oh, we're talking about a, a life, right? Are we talking about a plan of life? That those of us that thank you, should live, that we should live for what? No longer. No longer for ourselves. But we should live no longer for ourselves. But for him who died for us. Yes. So in essence, guys, yo, know, I don't know if this is brand new news. <laughs> but your life is not your own. Oh, we just sung that song. Oh, so you have heard it before. Well, let's talk about what it really means. 
It means your life is not your own. That means that you belong to God. It means that you belong to God so that, that uh, he left you here. And if you are a believer, that your life belongs to him to do and to will what he would for his plan and for his purpose. So you mean to tell me, uh, brother preacher, that uh, my life is, uh, okay, I get, okay, my life, you know, I surrender, I gave it to God. But ain't it for me, I gave it to God for me to be able to have access to him, to be able to get from him or pray to him for the things that I want and what I need. Come on. Make it Come on. Make it Let's be true to ourselves because for a lot of us, that's what our relationship has been with God. You know, that hey, I'm saved now and God is, the, the, he's, he's way high up, but he is the God that's going to give me, you know, this and that. And he's the God that's going to rescue me from this and that. And this has been our perception. Okay, let me say it a little bit simpler. Our perception has been that, okay, we are children of God. And so as the children of God, then we have a right for something from him. Come on, let's just be real. Because, I mean, am I the only one that had that thoughts before? Am I the only one that when I was praying, you know, years ago until God revealed the truth to me, that, you know, that my prayer was based on, uh, God, how can, can you help me get a job? Can you help me make more money? Can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? And what I needed from him. Never considering, you know, uh, what I'm supposed to do for him outside of, oh, uh, you know, try to be holy, and, and, which I know I can't. And God, you know that I can't. Come on, let's tell the truth. Because the reality is until we get to the truth, then that's the only place where freedom is. This is where we're going to really be able to begin to live for God for what he wants us to live for. So first and foremost, guys, the truth of the matter is, is that Jesus died for all of us. And as a result of that, as you being a believer, specifically now, you accepting that free gift, then you have an obligation to live for him. And that living for him ain't what, uh, ain't trying to duplicate what he did on the cross. So let me make, like, let me make it plain what I'm talking about. Because many of us, when we hear live for him, then we, what we're thinking about is some type of, uh, you know, not doing this and not doing that. So I live for him, so I'm trying not to do this and trying not to do that. You know, for all of this, uh, you know, for sin. Well, Jesus died for that. I think it just said that, that he died. Yeah, oh, you, if you read a few verses up above that, he is specifically talking about he died for your sins. The one that you couldn't pay the price for. That you died, that he died for your sins. So the live for him is not for you to uh, pay for your sins or try to, uh, to uh, let me make it plain. For you, like you can be holy in and of yourself. Now, the fact of the matter is, is because he died for us and because we understand his love, that's the reason why I pursue holiness. Not to try to earn what he already has given me, is what I'm saying. And because he's already given it to me, because of the blood of Christ Jesus has already satisfied God's desire for the penalty for sin, then it's been satisfied. Nobody, you can't satisfy it again. Come on. So we pursue holiness because of the love that we understand that we get from him. But for us to live for him is not a pursuit of holiness. The, for us to live for him is for us to be hear his voice and not with these ears, but the ears of our spirit and to be led by his spirit to do the things that he say do. And right here and right now. Right here and right now. Right here and right now. And see, a lot of us, we got this twisted because we've come into this relationship and then we've lived this Christian life, you know, and we try, and, and, and none of us, the funny part about it is, is it's so twisted that we live this Christian life and so we try to, uh, as a, because we're a Christian, then we try to, you know, not do this and not do all of this different stuff that Jesus already paid for. And, but then we focus so much on trying not to do this and not to do that. And we never hear his voice as to what to do. Amen. So we live this life trying to do something that, uh, or pay for something that he already did. But we never do what he actually called us to do. Which, you know, and then when we even try to do something, we come up with it ourselves. That's the title of the message. Which kind of believer are you? You see? So here's the thing. In verse 17, 
if you understand that Jesus done this and that he's paid the price for your sin and if you understand that now your life is his yes. and that you should no longer live for yourself but for him who died for you then it says in verse 17 it says therefore if anyone is in Christ Jesus because that puts you in Christ Jesus if you did that right if anyone is in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation. And I've got good news for you guys today. It says that old things have passed away. Yeah. Behold, all things have become new. Right. You are a new creation if you have received this free gift. And all of us have received this free gift, so let's begin to live like we, like he's called us to live. Not like we've been led to believe or how we think. See, to live the life that he's called you to live is one that is directed by him one minute, yeah. one day at a time. And it requires him, you to be able to listen and hear his voice. It requires you to understand that as a new creation, this new creation that he made you, that he's concerned about every part of your life. Yes. That he is the, the director of every part of your life. He, that he is the one that orders your footsteps. That he is the one that woke you up at 3 o'clock in the morning and said, Hey, my son, go to the bathroom right now. You got to use the bathroom. You didn't do that. Let me give you some good news. You thought you had did that yourself that, oh, I woke up. You know? No, you didn't do that. He did. Glory be to God. Yeah, some of us have given him credit that he woke us up this morning. Yeah, we, we knew that one. Well, I got news for you. He the one that woke you up at 3 o'clock in the morning and said, Dick, hey, it's time to go to the bathroom, my son. That was him that did that. Glory be to God. Let's not get it twisted. See, God knows and he cares about every inch of your life. This is what I'm talking about. I'm here to tell you today, this is the good news, guys. Don't, uh, it's all right. It's good news because the thing about it is just like he's concerned that you don't wet the bed at 25 years old or 45 years old that he cares about you enough to say hey get up my friend you gotta use the restroom that he cares about every inch of your life he cares about the socks that you put on you, this morning you got up and put them socks on you thought you was just doing it oh let me wear these cool blue socks no no my friend that wasn't you now see the thing about it is God operates in every part of our life we just don't understand it or give him credit for it and that's the point that I'm speaking to you today it's for you to begin to understand and recognize that God is the one that's orchestrating every inch of your life. Amen. He's the one that told you to put that uh, nice green blouse on this Amen. morning. Oh, she looked in her closet and thought that she was doing it. Oh, I like, I'll wear this. That was God that put it in your heart, in your thoughts. It wasn't you. Give him credit for where it was. And recognize. He don't even need the credit because the credit goes to him anyway. But what he wants us to do is recognize you, that every part of our lives, that he is instrumental in this. Yeah. Because when you begin to recognize, it draws you into a relationship that of dependency. Yes. And not just dependency, but one of trust. Yes. That I can trust in you, Lord. Yes. Because, I know, because you are... You are uh, worried about what pair of socks or which turn I make, which way do I go that will lead and guide and protect me yes. because that's what it's for it's him protecting you in there, but it takes us to recognize, and some of us this may be the first time we've ever heard in our, well what are you talking about, I've never heard that God was concerned about what socks I put on, God is concerned as a child, as you being as a child about everything see this was, has been our the lie or the mentality that we've had that, oh, when, it's, when I need the, the promotion on the job or when I need the, the job or when I'm choosing what house, you know, all of these big things. <laughs> oh, now I can go to God, but everything else, you know, I'm in control of this. I never, you know, I, just, I got all of this. Come on. But when it comes to making a choice yes. of what house to buy, I'm talking about us as believers. I ain't talking about the people of the world. Or what, or what business to start or when to or what decisions that we have to make in, in, in big time business choices and, and all of these different things that these things we can go to God and then you know the funny thing about it is that when we go to God and here and there for these big things and then we, we try to look for signs because we can't really hear his voice and we wonder well why God didn't tell me the thing about it is, is that uh, it ain't that he didn't tell you. It's the fact of the matter is that you haven't been, you haven't understood that every inch of your life, 
every part of your life he, he, he's speaking to you on so what ends up happening is when it comes for these uh, every blue moon when you have this big decision to make and then you ask him then you just he, he spoke to you clearly you just didn't hear his voice you can't you don't you can't recognize the voice of God that would be like me calling you if I called you every once or two or three years then it would probably be very uh, have you ever had that happen to you somebody call you on the phone you ain't heard from them five years from this year I, yo, the guy called me a couple weeks ago Tell me, hey, do you know who this is? <laughs> Dude, I ain't talked to since high school I'm, That's 30 years ago Oh, man, I told my age I dyed my hair so y'all wouldn't know that But I told it anyway and I'm like Say something else <laughs> No, I don't know who this is Oh, this is Joseph Singer Joseph Singer, I remember I knew a dude, Joseph Singer, when we was in high school. This ain't that, that, yeah, yeah. Man, you don't hear from somebody or you don't communicate with somebody for all of this time, but then they expect for you to know their voice. And that's kind of like how we treat God. When, when it's time to, to buy the house, then we communicate with them. And, you know, and the funny thing about it is we, hey, God, you know who this is, right? <laughs> Yeah, it is funny. The funny part about God is God is good, uh, Vic, because he knows who it is. But then when he speaks back to you, you don't know his voice. Hallelujah. You don't know the voice. So the tricks is on us. Glory be to God. Guys, the thing, God, what kind of believer are you? Are you one that is has a purpose and want God to bless it? Asking him to bless it. Or are you one that knows that God has a plan and a purpose for your life that's already blessed? See, we don't have to be uh, crying and falling out and, and begging and pleading, Lord God, bless this, bless this. See, because if he tells you, open the church. If he tells you to go this way. If he tells you to open the business. If he tells you to take this job. If he tells you, you hear the voice of God. Because you're in communication with him. You know, you even heard him, you didn't got so good now that when he told you to pick the blue socks instead of the black socks, you know his voice. Like, oh, I, and you feel, and, you, and there's confidence in there. Yes. And there's trust in there, guys. Yes. That, to hear his voice and to begin to know his voice. Yes. See, just like each and every one of us, when my son calls me on the phone, this one, that one, or my daughter, she calls me on the phone, I know their voice. I know who they are. When your child calls you, when your husband, your wife calls you on the phone, you know the voice. You don't have to ask who it is. Amen. You know that voice. Why? Because you are in communication with that person daily. And we, and, and there's been the question asked, and so, and, and obviously this question is going to come up for some of us, is how do we know the voice of God? Well, when you are in communication with God, and when I say communication, what is communication? It ain't just for us to be saying all that we want from God and all that we mean, but it's taking the time to listen. So what happens is you begin to develop a relationship. And so you begin to know that person's voice. You see? And you will begin to know the voice of God. So you don't have to guess what the voice of God sounds like and I ain't talking about a sound that's in your ear because you ain't gonna hear it like that it's a sound that's in your spirit yes. Yes. that he speaks to yes. that he knocks at the door and that he will reveal himself for those of us that are seeking him but the difference is, is that now we, is, uh, we can understand how we have to do this it's a little bit different than what we did before what we did before here again was looking at God as uh, the almighty that he is but then looking at him as, as he uh, some source to our American dream that he is the, some source to our American dream that's not uh, the relationship with God and that's not the purpose of why you're here in verse 18 it tells us a little bit more Specifically, of why we're here. 
First and foremost is here again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Don't forget this is a two-part message, so we don't get through all of it before we end. But the, the new creation that we are, let me uh, not forget this. Um, that means that you've been born again. That you've been born again. And, and here's the thing. When you've been born again, you do you bore yourself again? Or is it something that God does? See, this is the this is the good news too, guys, is that the new creation that you are is what he created you to be. Yes. Not what you uh not it ain't so I guess what I'm telling you in simple form, it ain't what you did. It's what he did. This is significant that we understand this. That it's not what we did. The new creation. Because what happens is, is when we born again believers and we don't understand this, then what happens is, is we bound uh, by, by sin and all of this different stuff because we don't understand the blood of Christ Jesus. And the Bible is clear that you're not going to, the, the, the man that knows the love of God. The person that knows the love of God, that have tasted the goodness of the Lord. You're not going to continue in sin that grace may abound. Because if you know the love of God, then what's going to put you in pursuit of God is his love. Yes. Yes. Is knowing that. Let me make it more simple. When you were in relationship with, for, for those of us that's ever had a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife. If you ever been in a relationship with someone that was a love relationship, what uh, made you pursue them? Once you met them, you began to, to uh, you know, date or court or whatever. You know, I go old school, new school, or all of that. Okay, but when you began to kick it, new school. When you always begin to, to to kick it like that, then the thing about it is, what draw drew you in the relationship? As that person had affection towards you, and you seen that love grow for you, that's what drew you in. That's, that, that, we can understand that in, from a human perspective. That draws us. When you notice someone loves you, then you reciprocate. Yeah. In there. In, in, in many situations. And most of the time. And I'm saying the same thing that with God. Is if, you, if we really understood the love of God. And what he done for us. That's what's going to make us pursue him. Yes. Not because we're scared of hell. Or scared of this, or scared of that. That's right. Because I'm telling you, anybody that is pursuing or call themselves in a relationship with God because they're scared of hell, then what they do, they try to walk as closest to hell as they possibly can without falling in. They try to get away with everything that they can without falling overboard. But a person that is walking in a relationship with God that is drawn by his love, you are pursuing him and you're far away from any hill pit, any lie. You ain't thinking about the line. You in pursuit of You will pursue that. And so my friends, I'm telling you right now that the new creation that God has done is what he's done. And he's done it by his love. And the good news about that is because he's made you new, then Satan, you, and nobody else can't make you old. Satan, you, Satan, you, even yourself, can't make you old because it's what he's done. That's why he says all, all old things have passed away. You know, Satan will try to flash them things back to you. That's why I say Satan. And even some of us, sometimes we'll try to go back to some of them bad things. That's why I say you. But Satan, you or nobody cannot put them things back on you because they are covered by what? The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. And none of us didn't share, share that blood. That's what he did. This is what makes you a new creation. And as a result of that in verse 18, now all things are of God. Ha ha. Now all things are of God because see what he done? Now that he done this? Now he bought you with a price? Or bought you at a price is what the Bible says? Now, all, now you belong to him. Now all things are of him. And if we understood the, uh, what has happened here, the love again, the fact that he bought us at a price or now that we belong to him, it ain't a negative thing. You'd be like, oh man, uh, thank God he chose me. Thank God I was the one that he picked off the shelf. 
And I'm not still sitting there. You see, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by the blood of Jesus. Or it says through Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So we just said all of that to come to one thing. The purpose. The purpose for each and every one of us as believers is that we, that God use us, that we surrender ourselves as vessels that he can use that mankind can be redeemed. That mankind can be redeemed. That men can be reconciled back to him. That's what this is all about. And this takes you, it takes us going all the way back to the beginning, to Genesis. When God created the heavens and the earth and he created man and man fell. That God then and before already was making a plan. A plan of redemption. A plan that he, that wasn't something that he rushed through. Something that he orchestrated that took his time, that, that, that took over 4,000 some odd years to manifest itself in the form of Christ Jesus. A perfect plan for man to be redeemed because all of us were lost as a result of that. So this is the purpose. And this is why it takes us understanding and being able to see things from God's perspective. Because without being able to first and foremost understand that you are an instrument of reconciliation. You yourself. And that God has given us a ministry of reconciliation. You uh, think that, oh, you, what kind of job you got? Oh, I'm this or I'm that or I'm this. You know, that ain't uh, who you are. That's right. That's not who you are. That's, what, that's not what this is all about. Yeah, God knows that you, you have to do that because that's what you do. Right. In order to make an income to, to live in the natural yes. on this earth. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the one that orchestrated that. Remember I told you if he, if he was in the socks, he, was in the one, he gave you the job. Right. He's in all of that. He's the one that's orchestrating all of these different things yeah. for you to be able to live in the natural. But it's for his purpose. Yeah. And the purpose is that he used you as an instrument of reconciliation. Because you were reconciled. Yeah. Do you understand the value of being reconciled back to God? Yeah. Right. And do you understand and be able to see it takes us looking at this from an eternal perspective. Because when you can begin to see the plan of God and the purpose of God, it ain't about the here and now. Matter of fact, everything in his word tells us to don't store treasures on the earth. Right. Where moth and rust will corrupt it, because you ain't gonna take it there. He right. says, set your minds on things above, not on things of the earth. Yes. <clears throat> and there's a reason for that. The reason is, is because the purpose, the, the plan of God is set forth. It's not about this life. It's about eternal life. The Bible tells us, you know, many different, that, that our lives is just a vapor. That we only here for a short while. Yes. If you read at the beginning of Second uh, Corinthians chapter five and back into chapter four, even it tells you plainly that you are here just for a short while. That this tent is is, is a uh, you know it, it's, it's exactly that. It's not one that we gonna keep. Glory be to God. But as we close this first part of it, the point that we got to make here is being able to see that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. I'm not going to leave you hanging for those of you that may not be back next week. So in closing, I'll say this, that uh, understand these things. In verse 17, now all things are of God. That we were bought at a price and that price was very high. That God, in verse 19, that it says it was that it was him. It was God himself in Christ Jesus reconciling us to himself. Somebody needs a mind change. Somebody needs a renewed mind because some of us have been struggling real hard in, in a lot of different things. 
in life and, and wondering, well, God, how can this, you know, you know, and pleading with God, God, help me with this, help me with that. You know, and we asking God to do all of these different things. Some of us are even going through things right now that we don't even understand. And, 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 but our mindset is, is that, and when things that haven't went right, is where's God? Why, you know, why is this happening to me? Because the plan and the purpose of God don't have nothing. It's, it's not about the natural things. These are eternal things. And until we can begin to see what God really, the purpose that he really has us here for. And that is for us to be instruments. Ambassadors is what uh, verse 20 says here in this, in, in this text. That we now that we are ambassadors of him. Let me read this in verse 19. It says that, uh, let me back up. 18 said, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, what is the ministry of reconciliation? It says it right here. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing them, their trespasses to them. And, he, and what has he done? And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So not only did he do the ministry for us, he's doing the ministry, he's given us the word that he can do the ministry through us. Yes. Come on. That's the purpose of why you're here. If he's reconciled you, then he wants to, he's giving you the word that he can do it through you. Yes. In there. So the purpose for each and every one of us, my purpose, he may manifest that purpose through me standing in a pulpit. But he may manifest that uh, through you being at a doctor's office or you, or, or you at a fashion show or you at a music concert. You know, he can do it or you at a barbershop or a beauty shop or you at, uh, at a bank, you know, or, or, or you in a truck going across country because the thing about it is you can be driving across country in the ministry of reconciliation that God can speak to us if we hear his voice is he can tell you to pull over at this rest area my brother pull that big truck over right now you'll be like well yo I got something no pull it over and when you pull it over then uh, there's a man right there that's been in the bathroom and he's been here all night crying out to me Lord if you are real send somebody by to just tell me I love you and if we can hear his voice, then we can go. We would, we would quickly pull the truck over and look. Hey, what is it that you want me to do, Lord? Oh, there he is. That's right. Oh. Jesus, love you. Jesus. Yes. And, you'll, and you'll shout for joy yes. because I've been waiting on that. I've been waiting on that. Yes. And I ask God, if you will, show me a sign. Yes. All right. And the sad part about it, though, is that uh, you a minister and you drive the truck, but it was 20 ministers that drove down the same thing. That said that. And every one of them, God, every one of them, God said, pull over. I got the soul right there. You, you stand in the pulpit and you preach on Sunday and, and, and to people that, that, that's dead anyway. And ain't nobody came for it. But here's the soul and I'm speaking to you to pull over. And all 20 of them roll right by. Why? Because they didn't hear or couldn't hear the voice of God. What kind of belief are you? Are you one that is being led by the Spirit of God each day? Can you hear His voice? If you drive to work and He tells you to pull over to the, the, the bus stop right there, and there's somebody who's been up all night smoking crack, and it's the same thing they want. They just want to know that I'm real. They ready to give their life. They hit my body. They grind and they write for me. Yes. Can I use you? All right, there was 10 preachers from this church, that church, all in the same community. I, I tried to. I tried to get them to stop by. Now I've heard my voice. They kept going. Yes, sir. But can I can you hear my voice? Yes. Are you willing to submit yourself to the leading of the God of the Holy Spirit? Right. That you will be able to hear his voice in real time. Because see, that's the true ministry of reconciliation. God, every person that's gonna be saved, most of them ain't gonna be in this church. There's people out there that's walking up and down that's in parks right now. Right. That if we hear the voice of God and many of them is down there begging for God to send somebody or send a sign that you win. And we walk right past them and never hear the voice of God. But we call ourselves what? Yeah, that's exactly what we are. Believers did. But then we'll quickly fall on our knees and say, Lord, I need this. Lord, I need no more Lord, I need that. 
And we expect one to answer and to hear us just like that. But are we willing to hear the voice of God? Yeah. you hear? Because the truth is, honestly, that as you begin to yield yourself over to a true understanding that God is real and He, in, the, in, 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 in this dispensation of time, or this short time that we have here, what it's really all about. And it's not about the American dream. It's not about uh, us personally. This is about the kingdom of God. And his will be done. No, right. no. And that if we as believers are true vessels that can, he, that can hear his voice and to do and then walk in obedience to what he says. Yes. That that is what, what this is all about. That is the kingdom of God. Yes. We pray all the time. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. That the kingdom, let the kingdom come. Yes. This is true. Kingdom work. Thomas. What kind of believer are you, man? Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. What kind of believer are you? That's all right. Glory to God. What kind of believer are you? I want everybody just to bow your head for a minute. And in silence, we're going to just ask. I want you to hear. Hear him as you ask, what kind of believer am I, Lord? Am I one that's going to hear your voice? Or am I one that's looking for you to hear my voice? And bless my plan. What kind of believer are you? Minister Bay. What kind of believer are you? Let him speak to your heart right now. Yes. Yes. Because God is knocking on the door of somebody's heart. He's, he's wanting somebody to commit to change. Yes, Lord. As he's speaking to your heart this morning, we have heard a great word. 